Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Kalamazoo, Michigan campus. For more info on the church, visit newdaycommunity.org. And we're going to continue, uh, actually finish up <coughs> the series on pathways, which are uh, different ways that we connect with God uh, as individuals, and because God made us each unique, <coughs> uh, everybody has a unique pathway, or actually a, a, um, a unique pathway combination. And of course, you've heard me say this, uh, I said it every week, but if this is your first week here, we've been talking about it all month, um, <coughs> that, and you can take the test, and I was just, just like yesterday, some people... I was talking to them, they still hadn't taken the test. I'm like, you're kidding me. <laughs> uh, it's not that hard. It's not like you're going to get right or wrong answers. <laughs> uh, so you can download it. I think there's still some copies back on the connection counter. Um, <coughs> and it identifies your primary pathways, the ways that you connect with God most easily and most effectively, and then also your least likely pathways. And those are the pathways you need to grow in. And so what do we want to do? We want to lean into, so lean into the person next to you, lean into, you can lean forward if you're all alone in a row. <laughs> if all, all alone in a row, you need to be more relational, sit next to somebody. <laughs> lean into your primary pathway, stretch, everybody stretch, oh, stretch into something new. <clears throat> and then but maturity, this is the main point, maturity is competency in all of the pathways. And we, were, uh, had, a, we had a leadership retreat, and several people uh, mentioned that, because <coughs> I preached on this uh, years ago, and they uh, did the test, and they uh, were, were surprised that their, their pathways changed <coughs> uh, over the years, and that's because um, we do go through pathway seasons. And so there'll be a season where one may be the primary, but then a different season of life, uh, another one. Uh, maybe. So last week we looked at the activist and the contemplative, and today we're going to look at the last two, which are the serving and the creation pathways. <coughs> um, uh, serving pathway is that you feel God best when you are quietly, usually out of, in the back, laboring consistently for kingdom purposes. So you're, you're busy, you're getting stuff done, and you're not drawing attention to yourself. You're the one that everybody else counts on. <laughs> um, for you, serving or service is prayer. It is worship. It is study. You know, and so people talk about worship or people talk about uh, studying God's word, and you're like, yeah, well, that's all good and great, but, you know, somebody's got to get the job done. And, and, it may, and it's because you feel God in that. You experience a... a the anointing when you're uh, setting out the coffee, you know, or setting up tables, or straightening the chair, vacuuming the floor, um, uh, lay, uh, just serving diligently is, is uh, the way that you connect. And as I've said before, sometimes the gifts uh, correlate with your spiritual gifts. Sometimes the pathways correlate with your spiritual gifts or your personality. But sometimes they don't. But obviously this one, if you're spiritual gift is serving or service, <coughs> it's probably your pathway as well. Uh, but uh, other people, you know, they may be real activists uh, or they may be, uh, you know, extroverts, 
but they when they when they just humble themselves and serve in a in a, in a way that's unnoticed they actually sense god so it's it's flexible then everything is seen as a way to equip and deploy you and others to do more in other words this is how this is like the lens that you view uh, preaching and worship and Bible study. This is the way you think, all right? And if you think this way, like, we just need to do more. We need to get some stuff done. We need to make uh, people's lives better. We need to, you know, make the church better. You know, people that come and say, well, you need to do this, and you need to do this. And my response is, you need to do it. That's a great idea. Why don't you do it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you see that, it's because it's, it's you're, you're passionate about it because you connect that way. And so you come in and things are out of order and disarray or not getting done. You, you can't connect. And so, um, and so everything to you is all about doing, getting stuff done. <clears throat> At the end of a church service, you know, if you just come in and uh, sing some songs and hear some old guy or you know, somebody up on the stage talk about something, <coughs> you're like, well, what was the point of that? <laughs> you know? Um, but if you're able to help in some way, even as, if it's a menial way, you actually get something out of it. You know? And let me tell you, I love you. <laughs> you know, the church needs every pathway, right? Uh, but but this, this is... Uh, this is one of the pathways, and, and like I said, maturity is, is competency in all, and that we can connect with God through service. And if this is your uh, pathway, then you, know, you need to lean into this. <clears throat> but this, if this is not your pathway, if this is not how you experience God, if you're more of the worshiper or the activist or, or what I'm going to talk about ne- next is creation, then this is how you stretch. You, you, you embrace this and say, wow, some people connect with God by setting up chairs. How does that happen? You know, and, and, and trust that you can actually happen. You can, uh, you can, it can happen to you. You can learn how to do that. You may be uncomfortable without a defined role. And so if you just come and you don't have something to do, you feel out of place, all right, and n- nervous. And it's like, you know, you know, that's because you want something to do, and that's, that's an indicator that this is your pathway, and that's a good thing. Uh, and Or you just get busy. A lot of these people, you look around, and you know what? You don't have to tell them what to do. They're just finding something to do and doing it uh, because that's how they relate. Life isn't about you. It's about helping others. And so that just drives you. You're constantly finding a way to serve, to meet the needs of others, because when you do that, you feel God and your spirit grows. All right, so if this, uh, some examples of this that we see in Scripture, as I've said before, there's no place in Scripture that you can find this in, in one uh, portion where they talk about pathways, but we see glimpses of it and through, just through life experience and, and leading people, we see that this is how people work. And so we see an example of this in good old Martha uh, often gets picked on by preachers. <laughs> uh, Luke ten forty. Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. <clears throat> so she was making a big meal, and she wanted to get everything right. Had the turkey in the oven. Probably wasn't a ham. Uh, you know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and she was all busy getting everything cooked. 
And she came to Jesus because Mary was just sitting there at Jesus' side and, you know, probably listening to Jesus and just telling Jesus how wonderful he is. And, oh, Jesus, we're just so happy you're in the house. And everything is just, oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And Martha's like, Jesus! (laughs) Jesus, Mary! (laughs) Would you get in here and help me? (laughs) Sorry. I don't know. I'm having fun today. (laughs) The Lord, I'm feeling better. I'm like, I was sick for a week. The Lord, uh, she comes into Jesus and says, Lord, doesn't it seem, (laughs) Jesus, isn't that a little unfair? Doesn't it seem a little unfair to you that my sister just sits here <laughs> while I do all the work? Tell her to come help me. <clears throat> of course, Jesus responded that, you know, you know, Mary's chosen the better thing. And it, and it wasn't, the problem was that Martha was saying, Mary's got to do what I'm doing. All right? But it wasn't anything bad that Martha was cooking the meal. Everybody was waiting for the meal. All right? And so that wasn't wrong. What was wrong was that she tried to impose a pathway judgment. Uh, her way of connecting onto Mary, who was probably more of a worshiper. Right? <coughs> so, good example there, Cameron. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> Acts 9.36. There was a believer in, in, in Joel. <laughs> I'm going to lose it. <laughs> we, we spent Friday night and all day Saturday up in Muskegon at the resting place. And it just, it's just an anointed place, so I'm kind of like topped off in the Holy Ghost here. So there was a, uh, a believer in Joppa named Tabitha, or Dorcas, and uh, she was... <laughs> so I grew up a Lutheran, and they have the Dorcas Society. And I went to a Lutheran school, and you know what all the kids would joke about, right? <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> No one aspired to become a dork. Uh, She was always doing kind things for others and helping the poor. And so the Lutherans actually developed a whole group that they would make stuff and do stuff to help the poor and do kind things. And so here's someone here in God's word, eternal word, that will never pass away. This woman is remembered because she served. Wow, that's that's pretty good. Philippians uh, chapter 2, Epaphroditus, <clears throat> a true brother, Paul talking about a co-worker and fellow soldier, he came close to death, not regarding his life, to supply what was lacking in your service toward me. And so out of serving, he served to the point that he got sick, almost died. This guy connected to service, so service is a valid And if that's your pathway, you need to build on your strength, plug in the church or, and or your community. You know, these pathways can be used outside of the church. And so find a place <coughs> where your strengths can be used in a way that helps people in the church, out of the church, um, uh, so that you can connect uh, spiritually and grow spiritually and become uh, stronger uh, and more influential as you lean into your strength. Volunteer more at church, and that will enable those with the worship and intellectual pa- Pathway, time to connect. Okay, and so if you don't connect during worship, uh, you know, be doing nursery during worship, right? Because there's the worshipers who need to be in here and they're starving. 
and you're sitting here going, I wish this worship service would end. Well, get out there and do nursery, you know, or stand at the front door. You know, there's Jason there standing at a children's check-in counter. <coughs> and there's, there's other roles that you can do. doesn't mean you don't worship. You still do that. You know, we rotate the schedule, uh, but it helps. <coughs> Pray before you serve in order to ensure that it's a genuine spiritual act and not mere busyness. Okay, so you can sanctify your labor by uh, uh, turning the attention of it to the Lord. And simply by going, you know, uh, Lord, I just dedicate this, uh, you know, shoveling, you know, or whatever it may be. I'm going to vacuum, Lord, but I just want to vacuum with Jesus. Um, and that, that makes it different. It's just not being busy. Because you can, you can just be a busybody. And that and that's not, doesn't lead to spiritual growth. But if you... If you recognize, oh, this is how I connect with God, and so I want to do it with God. I want to grow my spirit through this. Uh, simply turning your attention, turning your spirit to him is a way to, to uh, sanctify that. Cultivate an awareness, uh, awareness of God's presence as you serve and in those you serve. So again, taking the focal point off of what you're doing to who you're doing it for. All right, and you're doing it for Jesus. You're doing it for the Father. You're doing it unto the Holy Spirit. And so, as you do, you you see uh, the uh, God's presence in it, and you see God's presence in the eyes and the and the and the and the, and the people that you're serving, whether they're Christians or whether they're people at work. You know, this is a great pathway to develop at work because you're just serving, and you realize, wow, when I serve this customer or when I serve my employer. I am serving Jesus. I can actually grow spiritually by being a diligent employee, all right? Or if you're a business owner, I can serve Jesus and I can grow spiritually by serving my employees, okay? And this is, this, this is dynamic. Once you get a hold of this, you, you, all of a sudden your life isn't just spiritual growth on, during your devotional time and on church. It's, it's 24-7. You know, you can learn how to grow spiritually all the time. <clears throat> so maximize your spiritual growth as you serve by developing intentional service projects that accomplish more meaningful objectives. In other words, okay, if this is your pathway, lean into it <clears throat> and find ways that you can serve in, in ways that really extend the kingdom. Um, and we have just tremendous opportunities in this community because the church is so united. Uh, Jesus loves Kalamazoo with the major outreach and all that they do. They do stuff year-round. It's not just in July. Uh, almost every week of the year, there's some activity that you could be a part of. Maybe it's collecting food or handing out food or <coughs> uh, cleaning a park or going door to door. There's all kinds of stuff. Get, get busy in the church uh, and, and find, kind of uh, develop a, um, a plan to uh, do more. And, of course, pair up with the activist, right, who has big ideas about changing the world but can't really get anything done. <laughs> can't get done without you, man. Uh, you, uh, and so find those and, you know, hear their grand ideas and say, yeah. Instead of saying, yeah, but, you know, when are you going to get around to doing something, say, well, I can actually do that part of it. And they'll go, great, you know. Uh, <clears throat> so they're the visionary and you're the, you're the implementation so, <clears throat> serving pathway cautions. Okay, don't resent others for not doing as much, Martha. <laughs> right? Uh, we got that one. Uh, 
Remember, God's love is not based on what you do, so don't confuse serving with earning love. Right? And this is the real temptation for people with the serving. They think just the enemy comes in and takes a good thing and just, just twists it a little bit, and so all of a sudden serving is not the expression of love, it's the way that you earn love. And if you don't serve, God's not going to love, you're not going to feel love. And that's like, eh. no, you serve because you're loved. You don't serve to be loved. Right? <clears throat> so you got to keep that clear or else it become a, a, a sacrifice of praise becomes, you know, an idol uh, and, and becomes destructive. Don't think of yourself as less spiritual because you don't experience uh, worship like others or un understand the theology and, and Bible study like others or some of the other pathways. So it doesn't mean you're less spiritual because you just want to get busy and do stuff. Um, that is a different way of being spiritual and it's just as valid uh, as any of the other ones. Don't forget the big picture uh, goals while focusing on the details of doing work. Again, this is a temptation or, or a trap that People with this uh, pathway often get so busy just doing the, the, the little stuff because they just kind of into it and they forget, oh, this is part of something really big. And that gives life. So even though that's your pathway, if you don't have it in balance to the bigger picture, it can become a distraction and a, and a drain. But when it's connected to, wow, this is what I'm, you know, it's like the story of one man was, <coughs> uh, there's two people building uh, a cathedral back in the Middle Ages, and, you know, and uh, they, the person came up and said, so what are you doing? It's like, well, all day, every day, I take these stones, and I put them in this wheelbarrow, and I, and I, I push this wheelbarrow up this ramp, and then up the other ramp, and up the other ramp, and all the way up there to where the, the, the mason is putting a, the, the, the stones in the wall. And it's hard work, and it just get done and I'm tired <coughs> and go to the other person that's doing the same job and he said, what are you doing? He says, I'm building a cathedral that will uh, display the glory and the majesty of God for centuries after I'm dead. Wow. Same job. One guy's excited, one guy's just, uh. All right, <coughs> so don't forget the big picture. Allow God and others to interrupt your work in order to build uh, relationships. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> shut up, I'm busy. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's God. <clears throat> uh, so don't, don't get so caught up in your work that you just cut out God or, or don't listen to it. All right, ways to stretch. <clears throat> uh, balance your time serving with community life, all right? So get relational. So do stuff, but balance that. You know, sometimes you just kick back and, and talk and, and, and do something fun. Uh, practice rest. These are the people that need to learn how to do Sabbath, uh, where they take a, a, a day, whole day and do nothing uh, and, and, and find the value of it. And that's sometimes very difficult if you're a doer to find value in rest. Learn how to love through words as well as through works. All right? Some people... They need to hear love. Everybody does, but uh, you, is, you need to learn how to express love through words. Seek God 
in worship, even if it doesn't come naturally. Stretch into that, like uh, uh, Roxanne shared this morning, that she, she's just learned that you know, she can connect this way, and wow, she's, she's found a way to do that. Invite others into your work. Make serving relational. So if this is your strength, stretch by, by saying, hey, would you come, you know, would you help me do this? I'm doing this project. Would you help? You know, and some worshiper goes, well, I don't know how to do that. So I'll teach you. And so you help them stretch by you stretching uh, into something new. And then develop a spiritual discipline of prayer and Bible study. You can't neglect the intellectual side of you or the contemplative side of you where you, you get in God's word or you spend time in God's in prayer and that develops your spirit in other ways um, so that you're really more of a balanced and mature Christian. <clears throat> All right, <clears throat> that's the serving pathway and now we get to talk about the creation pathway which is like my number two. <clears throat> All right, so I'm excited about this. You feel God best in nature or through art. <clears throat> Yesterday I was driving up to the conference for the retreat, and uh, people were talking in the car, and I'm driving along, and the sun was shining through the clouds, you know, the rays, you know, and the landscape was just in Muskegon, so I'm going west, and it's usually beautiful there. It's just this, just this it was like this farmland and he's raised and for the longest time I'm like oh wow God you're just so amazing or during the meeting <clears throat> the wind was blowing hard and uh, they were this this building has a whole wall of windows uh, looking out onto trees right <clears throat> and and they were talking about something or singing a song I don't remember <laughs> But I remember feeling God watching the branches of the pine trees blow in the wind. All right? I'm like, oh, God, wow, you're so cool. You know, <clears throat> that's, how, that's one of my primary ways. You feel, I felt God when I see things like that, experience things like that. You express yourself spiritually through outdoor activity or artistically, all right? Because you're creative. It's creation. All right, so this is creation in the sense of outdoor creation, but also being creative. Uh, you can draw spiritual understanding from nature. Sometimes I get more out of looking at a tree than listening to a sermon. Seriously. <laughs> I can stand at the beach and hear something from God that changes my life, that I read a book and it'll never get there. <clears throat> and that's okay. Uh, now this isn't true to me because I... Uh, uh, creation and intellectual on, on both high end. Uh, Bible study may bore you, uh, but taking your Bible into the woods to read uh, makes it and you come alive. <coughs> All right. So this this is you know if you if you get the word outside or put it you know podcast uh, and take a walk in the woods um, or uh, somewhere you can connect. A concordance or dictionary is meaningless. What are those things? We don't even know what these are. <laughs> uh, but if you give paint and a canvas, you'll worship, right? And so that creative expression is just who you are. Um, <clears throat> you're more aware of physical senses. Art, symbols, and ritual helps you grow. If that's true of you, then you're probably uh, high in the, path, in the creation pathway. So, because you need something creative. You know, you don't just need something explained. You need a picture 
that allows your mind to uh, explore it, a, a ritual that symbolizes something, and that, that, that gives your spirit life. And that's good. Uh, it's really good. <clears throat> or you may be more physically active. I actually put this in uh, because I think athletic and uh, people who are athletic is a form of, it's really aesthetic. Athletic activity can be aesthetic. 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 <laughs> I'm just borderline standing here, okay? <laughs> um, uh, um, so let me explain that a little bit. So some people just uh, is, are athletic because they like the strength or whatever. But some people really get into it. And it becomes really an art form. Okay? It's a form of expression. They're in, they're, they feel their body. And Eric Little, who the movie uh, Chariots of God was uh, made about, and you can read about him, he was um, an Olympic runner and uh, didn't run in the Olympics, even though that was his life goal because it, uh, they wanted him to do it uh, in violation of his faith. <coughs> uh, and ended up going to China and becoming a missionary. I think he died as a martyr. Uh, but when he, he, one of his famous lines is, when I run, I feel his pleasure. I feel God's pleasure when I run. Now, I cannot say that. <laughs> because I can't run. <laughs> but when I'm riding my bicycle, I feel God's pleasure. Or my motorcycle. <laughs> All right. Uh, Psalm 42, some examples. <clears throat> As a deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, okay? Actually, the whole Bible is written, most, not the whole Bible, let me take that back. Um, much of the Bible was written, you know, in places that was, it was, it was, it's very, you know, they're outdoors. They didn't have electricity. They, they encountered God. And the, they didn't have electric light. So imagine what the stars looked like back then, you know? Um, and here's an expression, countless expressions through Scripture, connecting creation with experiencing God. Uh, Romans, uh, uh, here's Paul explaining this uh, theory or this theology to us. He says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, such as His eternal power, His divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. What's it say? It says that you can see the invisible qualities of God by looking at creation. You know? And so they, when I was looking at that sun, uh, the rays of sunshine shining through the cloud, I was looking at a, like the, a depiction of God's character. And I can learn about God just by looking at that. And so if your creation pathway is high, you get that really easy. <clears throat> uh, here's a great example. We had an art hop at uh, Vine, <coughs> and uh, how many saw this? Anybody here? I was blown away by this. Because, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a wide margin Bible, right? And so, now, if you were an intellectual, what would be in those margins? More tiny, tiny little words, right? <laughs> and cross-references, right? But I was like, I'd never seen this. I've been Christian for so many years. And each one of those little uh, tabs is another page. And what this woman did <coughs> was um, uh, she would, uh, I named yeah, Laura. Um, she, one of the verses on that page would, would just uh, cause her to get an artistic expression, and she would draw it out. And so page after page of these beautiful little illustrations in the Bible. And I just thought it was a great example of someone 
being uh, expressing their creative uh, pathway. <clears throat> so build on your strengths. Uh, spend time outdoors if that's how you connect. Uh, do worship, Bible study, prayer, whatever, group activities outside in nature. So a lot of people will say, well, I don't like church. I connect with God out in the woods. And I'm like, that's really good. Connect with God out in the woods. <clears throat> but uh, go to church too, right? Um, and so it's okay. Do church in the woods, right? Uh, that's, okay. that's okay. Find people to worship God. Uh, it's not either or. But if this is your pathway, you, you actually need to do that. And if you don't, you, your spirit will, will you know, uh, dry up. <clears throat> so it's okay. Do it. Build on your strength. Go on spiritual t- retreats in beautiful places. So don't, don't go in a hotel with no windows. You know, go to the beach. Go to in a mountain. Find a place that's beautiful. Uh, go to the UP. <coughs> uh, um, if you're artistic, spend time in your creative abilities. Learn how to do this. You know, where uh, they uh, express, they connect with God and express uh, through art what they sense in the Holy Spirit at the moment. <coughs> Learn how to incorporate activity, active, an active sense of God's presence in nature, art, athletic, whatever it be, beyond your natural appreciation. All right? And this is important. I'm not talking about, oh, you just appreciate these things. Appreciating something's great. This isn't just, you know, appreciation service. <laughs> this is a church service. I want you to grow spiritually. I want you to become more Christ-like. And so you need to learn how to incorporate an active sense of God's presence. So when I was looking at that sun, the sun rays shining through the clouds, I wasn't just going, oh, isn't that pretty? Right? And it's okay to say, oh, isn't that pretty? That's a pretty sun thing. <laughs> I was like, wow, God, you do this. I mean, he does it like a sunset. There's always a sunset going on right now, right? Somewhere in the world, like in a whole bunch of places in the world, there are sunsets, right? Right now, right? And there's, hey, do you see it? Can you feel it? The sun is rising on the other side of the planet, right? (laughs) Right? And it's noon somewhere, right? And so all of this stuff's happening, and it's like, he just does, it's just easy. Like, yeah, pretty cool, huh? (laughs) You know, and I'm like, yeah, that's really cool. And when you connect with it, instead of just appreciate it, but you go, God, what are you, what can I learn about you in this? Standing next next to the ocean, you know, in powerful waves, I'm like, wow, the power in this water is so intense. Now, what can I learn? You know, my view of you is so limited. If this, if this container of water is so powerful, it can devastate uh, a civilization in a minute. How much more powerful are you? You see the difference there? Between just, oh, it's a beautiful ocean. Oh, man, the waves are intense today, right? It's like, wow, let's connect. All right, use nature activity or artistic expressions as a way to lead others <coughs> into a deeper experience of God. This is your strength. Well, by golly, take guys out on adventures or take the youth out on, you know, adventures or uh, uh, do teach how to express uh, through art how to connect with God. Find ways to lead others because when you do that, you actually, you know, the best way to, to learn is to teach you actually grow your spirit as well. Some cautions, though, 
is that you don't want to worship creation. In fact, this is such a problem that Paul includes a discussion of this, in, and the Bible uh, includes this in Romans. It says profess, talking about people professing to be wise, uh, what he's actually meaning is like, 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 like they're really smart people. Um, and they thought they were wise, but they were just smart. They actually became fools and changed the glory. He's actually talking about mankind. Okay? Changed the glory of the incorruptible God, and that glory is the glory that's manifest through the creation. So they saw the glory, but they changed it from the incorruptible, uh, as, as re- reflecting God's, the incorruptible God, into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creepy things. <laughs> who exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator. And so he's talking about uh, the idea of idolatry specifically, or throughout history and even today, people make idols and worship an idol. But what we really see more in our day is the worship of creation itself. You know, and, and saying we don't need God, it's, it would just worship the creation and, and, and forget that the creation is just a, a, a reflection of or a display of the creator. <clears throat> and that can be really, really uh, disastrous. Um, so another caution, don't avoid church and spiritual community just because you connect with God better outdoors. Uh-huh. Because there's a balance. You need to come in and be relational and, and find other people. Because we need all of these different pathways to, to really be mature. And those who, who do just say, well, I'm just, I don't need to be around other people. They just get in the way. And I don't need that organized religion. I'll just go take a walk in the woods. Well, they end up having a really small religion. You know, a really small faith. Uh, and they don't, they don't grow beyond that. Don't escape outdoors or in art in unhealthy ways, all right? And so, again, it can be healthy or it can be unhealthy depending on how you use it. If it becomes an escape as opposed to a pathway to God, uh, you're just using it to escape from responsibility or escape from relationship or escape from problems, then it becomes uh, something that's unhealthy. And learn, learn how to see beauty in others, all right, because uh, really you're motivated by creation, you're motivated by beauty, and everyone is beautiful, right, in, in some way, and, and there's beauty everywhere if you look. Another caution, and uh, <clears throat> hopefully you understand what I'm talking about here, some people will, some people won't, <laughs> uh, don't judge or reject certain, uh, as, uh, certain uh, segments of Christianity, and generally conservative evangelicals, uh, when they don't understand or criticize you, and, and this is where um, you know, some people are really active and passionate about creation and, and environmentalism or stuff like that. And some generally more conservative, more older <laughs> people just think they're idiots. Um, and really, there's a balance there, right? Uh, we are called, we are commanded to steward creation. And, uh, you know, and I'm not talking about the politics of it. I'm talking about understanding that, you know what, there is something valid in creation, and the Bible talks about creation all the way through, and we were to uh, honor that. All right, some ways to stretch. 
Um, develop committed, accounted relationships within a healthy spiritual community, otherwise known as church. So, okay, stretch into relationships. Don't just uh, hide out in the wood or, or hide in art. Get relational. Serve. Uh, grow that serving pathway by finding practical ways, even if you find it menial, uh, boring. You know, what? I got to stay in this classroom with these kids, or I got to do this. Yeah, that's actually really good. And then afterwards, you can go for a hike or you can climb a mountain. You know, <coughs> um, increase your spiritual disciplines of prayer and worship, Bible study, and learn how to experience God in new ways. Uh, and as you do that, it actually enhances your ability to see God in the creative expressions because you have more raw material, more knowledge that then God can tap into when you're seeing something beautiful or when you're painting or drawing or uh, expressing yourself in some artistic way. Commit to a project or an outreach. It's part of something big. Again, connect with that activist and say, hey, I can do this or I'll be a part of this and and, and link hands with someone with a, with a pathway that's different than you. And of course, learn how to find God uh, in others and alone in your closet because if you neglect that, um, you're neglecting something that is vital to your spirit. All right, next week, <coughs> we're going to, uh, you can learn more of the Pathways book. There we go. Next week, Graham's going to be starting our new series on the Passion and uh, looking at uh, Jesus' life as it leads up to the Resurrection Sunday.